Well, hello, this is Gary, and you're listening to Thinking Out Loud. Today's podcast, recorded on a Saturday, February 12th, 2022. <sighs> There's ongoing hope that uh, the country will improve, we will finally get over this through this Trump era that is still lingering and we'll be able to move on from it, put it behind us and start being a democratic society once again. However, uh, one of the flaws in our system is that we have only two organizations that are represented in the news to, you know, represent our interests at the government governmental level, both state governments and federal governments, too. That's what you get to choose from. And one of them is still very much in the Trump era. Very still passionately for Trump. There are candidates in one of the two political organizations whose primary platform of their campaign is that, uh, you know, basically Trump is awesome, you know. Trump won the election. What, what he did was okay in attempting a coup. And that's their platform. That's their that's their uh, sales pitch to get you to vote for them. That, that's how they're going to protect your interests. What Donald Trump did to hold on to power through illegal means is what was necessary or, or, or something. Because, you know, uh, it really is a, really is a cult. It, it, it actually went that far, and it did it so slowly, but kind of quickly, really, but over several years, ever so slowly sliding every single day further and further over to more and more extremes to now the, now we're where we're at, um, where the guy that that organization is passionately for, it's all out in the open what he is. It, it's not a secret it's not an opinion that Donald Trump is in a, it's a con man. That's not an opinion anymore. Not that it really ever should have been considered one, but um, we are sort of forced to give Donald Trump a, a grain, of, grain of salt or whatever, give him the benefit of the doubt um, because the people voted for him. Well, the people of the Electoral College, you know, Donald Trump lost the last two popular votes. He finished in second place. Um, but in one of them, it was good enough to win anyway, even though he finished in second. It's a strange system we have in our country. If you finish in second, you're considered the winner sometimes. Very weird. Uh, and that's because we use the Electoral College, which is a very stupid, archaic system that should have been abolished decades ago. Um, creates tension and anxiety, and it's not democratic in any way, shape, or form. It's a, it's a bureaucratic um, elitists holding on to p power kind of thing. Um, define the republic. What is the republic? And it's sort of that kind of one group's interpretation of what the republic is, which has little to anything to do with people. You know, it's just not really what their concern is. You know, hence being willing and proud even to be fully supportive of Trump as a campaign platform, unapologetically, 
they're leaning into it. They are the party of Trump. Yes, that's that's what they are. A few of them have some level of political kind of calculus and understand that you're alienating the majority by openly declaring yourself, you know, loyal to Trump. You'll get the MAGA crowd. They're a vocal minority, though. But for some, it'll be enough to win their respective seat. What are those Republicans that get voted by MAGA going to do with their power? Well, they're going to cut taxes for wealthy, cut taxes for corporations. They're going to make certain medical procedures illegal. Uh, they're going to act violently towards anyone who steps out of line. Uh, they're going to support various racial, racially motivated laws that are specifically designed to kind of oppress racial race minorities and um, poor people. They'll, they'll support that kind of stuff. They'll support denying health care as a right. They'll support cutting of funding of infrastructure investment. And they'll support the continuing prohibition of certain types of plants. Um, education will continue to not be a right, nor will health care. Uh, so, so what do we get? What do we get? What what do we win with, with the Republican Party's, you know, platform, their foundation of what they're all about in the modern form in the year 2022? 2022. I'll have to slow down. Sometimes I get a little too excited. Excited is probably the wrong word, but frustrated. So sometimes it's hard to get my words out because it's so absurd and ridiculous, this era that we're in, it's difficult to process. But it's also, at a certain level, not difficult at all. You know, Donald Trump is what he is. You know, it, the, the hard-to-process part is the millions of people who, for whatever reason, think otherwise. You know, and, and then are taken aback when they get called out on it, you know. He's everything not to be in life, you know. He's not someone to aspire to. And now the Republican Party is making it their platform that Donald Trump is awesome, basically. That they are the party of Trump. So we're in a precarious situation. I'm, I'm thinking that because it's so absurd now, all the evidence that's out about Trump, all the information that's out, there, there's just going to be an overwhelming majority of people we're staying pretty quiet right now, but understand how stupid and ridiculous and dangerous a person like Donald Trump is being president and should never be allowed to hold the post again and should also face some consequences for his, well, decades of wrongdoing, but specifically the actions he did in the last few years and specifically towards the end of his presidency even more, you know, he, he broke the law, it appears, you know, um, certainly engaging in behavior that was unethical and immoral, and he certainly abused his power, and that's why he was impeached both times, because he abused his power, um, and that is what he did. He did abuse his power. He abused it. He had a certain power, and he used it for his own personal gain and risked national security in order to try to achieve that personal win. You know, He's a real bastard of a man. I, I can't... And in fact, 
I've tried to think of redeemable qualities about the man, and I have failed to come up with anything, really. The, really, the only thing I've ever, over the last many years, to come up with to say something good about Trump is that because he is so bad, okay, it, it reveals the importance of having people with good character, with values, in the post of president of the United States of America. Even if their political role of government and stuff like that is maybe doesn't align perfectly. We need good human beings to be our representatives. They need to have compassion and empathy for others. That's kind of important because they're representing the interests of people. I don't necessarily want bleeding heart liberals. They, they can get um, a little carried away sometimes in what the government should be taking care of. But the government should be taking care of the basics, the real basic nuts and bolts, foundational type stuff. Not, not safety net, foundational. Not safety net, foundational. Not safety net, foundational. Okay, we, we don't build our homes on safety nets. We build them on foundations. Yeah, and we build upward from that. Yeah, our, our houses are not built on safety nets. I'm, I'm not really sure how media went along with that stupid, idiotic expression that Mitch McConnell likes to say about investments in infrastructure, roads, bridges, the electric grid, making sure that all that kind of stuff is working correctly. <laughs> Making sure that bridges are not going to collapse while people are driving over them. That's kind of important. You know, as much as wealthy people want more money, and Mitch McConnell's too eager to give more money to the wealthy, um, there's other stuff that's more pressing, uh, you know, at the current juncture than making sure that wealthy people have more money. And some of those things are making sure that the roads don't, bridges don't collapse while they're being driven over. It has happened. Um, yeah. yeah. There was a bridge that uh, connected the Twin Cities in, uh, or no, or maybe was it Wisconsin or Minnesota? I forget, but it was where the headquarters of a company I was working for at the time was. Um, I didn't live in that area at the time, but I remember hearing about that bridge collapsing and people were on it and people died on their way to work. Um, I used to live on an island that had a bridge that was built during the New Deal when Franklin Roosevelt was president. It's an old, old bridge. It's still intact, but they're you know, they've had to do repairs on it over the years. You know, infrastructure needs maintenance. You know, the roads, bridges, electric grid, power grid, all, all that, you know, it, it needs to be maintained. You can't just put it up and then just, never, just leave it alone forever and focus all your energies on the wealthy and then expect your society to last. It, it won't. It'll start crumbling from the bottom. And eventually that crumble will eventually affect the wealthy because their entire wealth is built upon millions of people working and spending money and, and being a part of the economy. If the, you know. um, but the one thing is if uh, the working class lose even more power and, and have even less freedom than they do now, there might be a, an even bigger buy-off by the wealthy where they'll take even greater control of the economy because there'll be depressed prices everywhere for them and they have a really a, a massive stockpile surplus of money. They are hoarding money. You know, there, there are individual humans living in the United States of America with billions of dollars, billions with a B. Each one of those billions, each one billion is 1,000 millions. Yeah. And gargantuan amount of money for an individual human to have. If you're an entity with 5,000 employees, and your revenues for a year 
we're in the hundreds of millions, you know, you're doing pretty darn good. And hopefully each of those employees is making a decent living. You could divvy up a billion dollars in a pretty wide way uh, with a pretty wide reaching benefit instead of this one person living stupendously. That doesn't mean that everyone makes the same, of course. Obviously. Obviously a marginal tax, which is a, an exclusive tax on the people making the most money, is not socialism. Not even kinda. It's not even in the ballpark. Sorry. Yeah. By definition, it would mean a system in which people are making a wide range of, of incomes. A huge range of incomes. Yeah. Some people would be making as much as over $10 million in a single year. There's many people in this country that will bust their ass their entire fucking life. You know? Yeah. Four to five decades. You know? Working 40, 50 years. Some, you know, because there's some people that got to work until they're in their 70s. They maybe just never retire. If you add up all the money they earn over that entire time, it ain't going to be $10 million. You know? This not. You know? But there's going to be individual humans who are going to pay over $10 million, earn over $10 million in a single year. And they've been able to convince some of them, because not even all wealthy people are pro or are anti-wealth taxes and stuff like that. There's plenty of wealthy people that are totally fine with it because they understand that it doesn't really affect them in a negative way. You know, Their net worth may not be as much, but it has zero effect on their way of life. And they're smart enough to know that. You know, if you're you know, if you're, if you're living in a $10 million house that you've already paid off and own five or six cars and have a certain lifestyle that you've come accustomed to that maybe costs $50,000 a month to maintain or whatever, you know, um, yeah, you, you'll be fine. Yeah, even having to pay a marginal tax because that's, you know, say your, your monthly living expenses are $600,000 a year. You know, just basic living expenses. You know, trying to put myself in the shoes of wealthy people. Wealthy people do spend money on a wide variety of things, but you get many of them, they get to a point, and there's, you know, there's only so luxurious your life can be. You know, you'll find that many of them making the exorbitant amounts of money are only spending, you know, a few million a year on actual, like, things, you know, or services or whatever. You know, they might just be acquiring more companies and stuff, taking greater greater ownership stake. But they're not really redistributing that money back into the society. They're just sort of hoarding the money that's coming their way. Have to find a better way to get that money recirculating back into the economy. Well, while without resorting to some stupid thing of socialism. Of course, the easiest way... <coughs> People making the extreme monies, you tax them at a higher rate. The corporations making exorbitant, massive profits that operate in many different regions and different countries as well. You tax them at a higher rate. Uh, the, the huge, super-duper, massive companies, um, yet you, you tax them at the highest rate. The ones that are global behemoths that are about as far removed from the concerns of humanity as, as an entity can be. You know, yeah, those, they're going to be paying the highest tax rate because they have the biggest damage on our society. They're the ones that pay their workers the, you know, 
they're the ones that are able to get away with paying their workers dog shit, and we go along with it. You know, McDonald's is a multi-billion dollar company, yet they pay their workers virtually nothing. And, and we accept it because their workers are young and less experienced, but McDonald's relies on them nonetheless. They are vital to the success of McDonald's. Without tens of thousands of people showing up to work today, even at McDonald's, the McDonald's value goes down pretty quick. Starbucks workers are unionizing. That is awesome. All of the workers at various corporations should unionize. Yes, those corporations are going to spend massive amounts of money on messaging to try to convince those people that, you know, they shouldn't do that and come up with various ways to try to prevent that from happening. But all people working for corporations with thousands of employees, they have an inherent interest uh, to unionize. Yeah, because corporations, their main goal is to increase shareholder value. That, that That's it. And, and the employees doing all the work that they have to pay in order to be a company and to make the products or provide the service, they're entire re they are entirely reliant on those employees. But the corporation and p the people running the corporation, the people owning the corporation, they view those people doing all the work as simply an expense that you want to keep as minimal as possible. Not understanding, of course, that without that expense, if you want to call it that, there basically is no company. You, you just have paper. Now, that's kind of what the Trump organizations were in the various form. They were just paper. A few employees here and there up at the top, but there's not a lot of boots on the ground doing real things. There's a lot of, you know, second, third degree affiliations, you know, um, with things. And then a lot of not paying the actual people doing actual work. Um, and just focusing on himself and his family. I want there to be well, more options for sure, because all my Republican friends, all the stuff I say about the Republican Party, every single time, the first words out of their mouth are Democrat this, Democrat that. One time my stepdad literally just said Benghazi as I was talking about Trump and kind of giving it shit for being a Trump apologist. So I'm not really sure if he's a Trump supporter, but certainly a Trump apologist. His defense of Trump was literally, literally, he said the word Benghazi, and then he went back to fucking around on his phone. He kind of completely disengaged, no longer caring. That's kind of where... That's kind of what I've noticed with the MAGA. There's... The fascists, you know, Proud Boys, um, Nazis, and that kind of thing. That's kind of one contingency. They're very pro-violently overthrowing the government to instill some kind of racist, fascist regime that's oppressive to anyone that's deemed other. Yeah, the Proud Boys and the various other angry white men acting violently towards anyone that's different than them thing that's always been around but now it's it, it's very prevalent in the in the trump thing then there's this sort of naive bless their heart working hard everyday folk in maga they're not they're not they're not anti-racists but they're not racists either they're confused they mean well, but they've been manipulated. I would say this is probably the largest contingency in MAGA. Blue-collar, hard-working, earning an hourly wage folk 
busting their ass and don't really have a lot of time to engage in real thoughtful conversation about what is going on in the world or are just unwilling to or whatever haven't been given the tools necessary to think properly about the Trump situation and it's not certainly not entirely their fault our society has created a situation where people can be almost forced is the wrong word but just not given the ample opportunity to fully absorb what's going on in the world and stuff and, and, and sort of guided down these dark alleys of propaganda misinformation and, you know QAnon type stuff you know that um, and they get lulled into it uh, and a lot of these Trump certainly does work like a cult leader it's just a cult leader who's but I, you know, who's stupid and most cult leaders are very charismatic he has a certain kind of charisma a certain but it's more like braggadocious you know arrogant really you know but he does have that kind of stubborn defiance of never so you know never accept defeat I guess you know but it's that winners and losers type of mentality that's dumb I mean there are winners and losers in life it's when you play sports a lot of times that's 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 a time when there's a winner and a loser although sometimes you will tie you know I've won some lost some won a few races here and there most of the races I've competed in I didn't win I wasn't I didn't finish first but in many cases it was still very successful for me like the race I ran a PR personal record I certainly didn't win the race but it was a it was a win for me it was a personal win it was the fastest I had ever run the mile fastest I ever ran the mile was 452 I finished in 33rd place that day out of I think 35 36 runners because it was in college you know and 452 when you're in college is not really that fast but I was still still very pleased to have that kind of time the world is not winners and losers you know I'm not a loser because I can I only ran a 452 most people have never run a mile in under five minutes it's a certain you know I once spent 260 pounds, did eight reps, and that was around, that was just a couple years after running the 452 mile. I'm not sure how many people I know personally that have that kind of weird mismatch of athletic PRs, you know, um, eight reps of two, a bench press of 260, and also a PR in the mile of 452, PR in the 453.3, um, you know. Neither one is all that impressive, but it's more like combined together. It's kind of a unique little thing. That's more what life is like. But we're not all competing with each other. We're all on this planet together. Sometimes some people choose to just view everyone else as competition and some sort of tool to be used for their own, I don't know, whatever. You know, Trump is a strange character. I've been I'm trying to find the word word because it's not intrigued, but sort of compelled to understand the man as he sort of was a personification of you know the, the kind of the dark side of our country, you know the the kind of kind of a king of the underbelly, 
you know, long-standing criminal associations, the way he conducts himself in public, the way he conducts his businesses. There's a, a, a kind of leaning into the unethical, immoral nature of his existence, you know. Um, now, for me personally, I'm no saint, and so that, I think that's part of the thing, too, of this weird era, when people like me are the ones that have to kind of, like, speak out against Trump. Why isn't it, like, people that go to church every Sunday? Why aren't they the ones that are, like, very passionately against a person like Trump and praying for people to, you know, wake up and, and stop being stupid? You know, why aren't they the ones? Why does it have to be some kind of, you know... I have no desire to be straight edge, you know, I, I smoke spuffs every day, I used to be, like to drink quite a bit, I don't much anymore, but I like to get a little wild every once in a while, I have no desire to wear a suit every day and type thing, you know, like, I have no desire to be, well, uber wealthy either, really, uh, be kind of neat, I guess, to certainly have um, a certain level of financial comfort and not have to stress about it, but I mean, as far as like, who the people should be that should be most against Trump and should be most, like, speaking out against him and trying to encourage people to not support such bad behavior. So it certainly be people in the religious community. Ironically enough, though, they're some of the ones that are the strongest supporters of him. In a very confusing time. The whole reason why I'm so kind of anti-Trump and kind of speaking out against him, could feel compelled to do that, is I did go through confirmation when I was 10 in the Methodist Church. I don't know how many people that have known me throughout my life really know that I am a Christian. I've been kind of wishy-washy over the years because of my association with people who are, you know, claim to be Christian and then proudly proclaim their allegiance to an antichrist. You know, what is that? what is that about? You know, I don't... So what... What is the term to describe me, you know? So it's like i got to kind of clarify, you know. I, I'm not a Christian who supports Donald Trump. I, I understand that supporting Donald Trump is wrong. He needs help. Um, he should probably, he needs a lot more than just counseling and stuff. He, he needs a lot of stuff, you know. Uh, he certainly should not be put in a position of power, um, you know. Uh, I don't want any necessarily any harm to happen to the man or anything. He just needs help. He's, he's a very disturbed old man um, who, who just never learned a better way to be, rejected all sort of positive life paths, you know, and instead embraced an entirely negative path consumed with the seven deadly sins, sloth, gluttony, pride, greed, lust. What are the other ones? I haven't seen the movie Seven in a while. But I knew from going through confirmation, you just have to know all those. I think I have to know all the books of the Bible, I think, too. It was a long time ago. That stuff more just to get you familiar with the Bible and stuff. It's what all the teachings are based off of. But Trump is a person that needs help. And um, there's got to be a way to stop fanning the flames and just, like, the, the putting him on TV, you know, obviously he, he's a free citizen at the you know at the current moment. So if he wants to put on a show and people want to tune in, that's one thing. But I think um, you know MSNBC, Fox News. Well, Fox News covering makes sense because they're a propaganda station. But you know, MSNBC, CNN, ABC, CBS, 
all the different outlets still continuing to cover him and and give his speeches on air even if they're critiquing it and saying well this what he's saying here is bad just don't air it <laughs> just just stop talking about him you know i think that's the easiest thing and the people that really want to hear him they can go go to his website or wherever it is that he would make his stuff available does he pay for any of his messaging <laughs> or is it all based off of you know free publicity how did donald trump become a viable political candidate well he was saying racist stuff about barack obama back in the day even though barack obama was born in hawaii which is a u.s state um, donald trump claimed barack obama was born in kenya uh, the reason he claimed that is because barack obama is black and donald trump is a well-known racist he did not want a black man to be president and so he used this weird uh, thing of trying to claim he wasn't born in America to justify his racism. But no, it's just pure racism. Just kind of like a, like a, I guess it was just so stupid and transparent that people kind of like found a way to be dismissive of it and then found a way to like try to justify it at the same time. It was weird. That was a weird era. But the Trump saying racist stuff, game show host guy, former bankrupt billionaire guy former you know d-list tabloid celebrity guy is saying racist stuff about the first african-american president and it became news though that that's the part that was confusing you know why was it being covered on the nightly news day in day out for weeks months on end you know it just kept going you know it's like he demanded the spotlight and he got it and um yeah, Republican Party went all in on the guy, you know, five, six years ago, and are sticking with him, by and large. Just a few here and there that have been boldly against him. And hopefully, the f for the future of our country and stuff, the conservative movement will have more, you know, decent, ethical people, like Adam Kinzinger. And I, Mitt Romney has his moments here and there. There were six, re I think there were six or seven Republicans that voted to impeach ordered to remove Trump from office because he abused his power. He abused his power and they were said, yes, he needs to be fired. Yeah, the, the guy that came up with the expression, you're fired, or he didn't come up with it, that, that was his shtick on the show that he hosted, the game show. He would say, you're fired, when a contestant was, you know, eliminated from the show. Um, and that was kind of the shtick of, of the show. That was kind of the signature phrase it's ironic though that he you know being the guy that was impeached twice didn't get to hear that phrase basically you know by the by the senate you are fired donald trump that that's what removing from office means if you get impeached it's not a criminal proceeding um, i'm not sure if some of the republicans at the impeachment hearing were confused or just trying to distort reality but they kept on pretending like it was a criminal proceeding, which it was not. It's like a job performance review. Does this man get to keep his job or not? He abused his power. Is that something we are going to accept? And the Republican Party said, yes. Yes, we do, by and large. Six of them said no. Um, and they are probably struggling to find a way to be moderate because, you know, they have that R next to their name. They are members of the Republican Party. You know, 
how do they convince the MAGA folk to vote for them if um, they say anything disparaging about Trump? You know, MAGA folk are all in. So I'm, I'm hoping it's kind of like a, an almost wheeling it into existence. If you say it enough and if uh, you broadcast it wide and enough, there will start to be more options. There will be different kinds of people. I like the, and he has great foot, and he's got a great name too. I think it's, what's his, uh, well, I can't remember his last name, but he's, his name's Gary from Louisiana, running for, uh, I can't remember if he's running for the house, a house district. I think he's re trying to represent a particular district, I think. Or is it the senator? But anyway, he's very uh, pro uh, legalization of cannabis and kind of just a lot of the basic stuff. So healthcare is right, education is right type stuff. And then just kind of getting away from those kind of stalwart Republicans that have been in office too long. You know, and have done nothing good with their power. You got to start getting better options. You got to start getting people that are optimistic. You know, who are going to work hard to make things better, to improve things. And this is contingency in the United States of America, though, that believes that everything is perfect right now. You can't get any better. It's because they're. I think a lot of the, some people have been able to be convinced that if other people's condition improve like if there's an investment in sort of widespread good health and education and you know decent living that it means that certain people are going to suddenly come into hardship you know like their entire way of life is going to disappear or something kind of an existential kind of calamity if like if hospitals were available to people and schools as well and the roads we bridges we drove over didn't collapse and stuff, you know. If there was sort of basic rights to the people, it would mean system failure. Why is that, you know? What, and how are, how is it that people are able to be convinced of such nonsense, you know? If we had hospitals and schools that people can go to to get healed when they're sick, to get educated when they want to get more schooling, it would mean societal collapse. It's like, huh? <laughs> but that is their argument. You know, that is the Republican Party's argument. We can't have hospitals and schools because, um, you know, our society would collapse. You know, the wealthy might not be as wealthy. Therefore, you know, the whole system's going to break down. Now, are there some wealthy people with the amount of money that they have currently? Would they try to use it to deliberately sabotage certain sectors of the economy? Well, of course, yeah. Yeah, there, there are people that w are willing to do anything to preserve their power and wealth, anything. You know, they, they don't care what the damage is. This is certainly not all wealthy people, and I personally think it's probably, possibly, hopefully possibly, a minority of the wealthy that truly support these sort of things that the modern-day Republican Party is. But that might just be naive optimism. I don't know. I've met a fair number of wealthy people. I used to take care of wealthy people's children in the uh, summer camp I worked at in Pennsylvania for four summers, and that experience was awesome. You know, some of the parents were record company execs, owners of NHL hockey teams, and highly successful people. You know, one of the parents of one of my campers had a had a Bentley. You know, uh, owned a Bentley, living in 
fancy mansion in Jersey and stuff, you know. Um, yeah, they, they had money. But, you know, you can still have a system where people make good money and live decent, very well and stuff, and then you have like a bell curve of distribution of income. People are well, but there's certain, at a certain point where it kind of, over after a certain amount, there's just not people earning over X, whatever that is. We got to get to figure out what that number is. What What is max earnings in the United States of America, you know? And understanding that it won't literally be a number, it'll be kind of a, a kind of a floating kind of thing where anything over a certain amount, huge portions of that earnings is just going to be dumped back into investing in the society. Things that got missed. There's certain expenses that corporations don't have to pay, like their employees. They don't have to adequately pay them, and they're like allowed to do it. And because they're so big and powerful, they can kind of, uh, the people running companies can pay politicians to vote no on minimum wage increases. This is a sort of leverage point they have. They can also pay for messaging, convincing that, oh, no, if we had to pay our employees this expense, a reasonable wage, we'd go bankrupt. Uh, you know, and it begs the question, well, how are you able to, why do you pay your CEO so much then? You know, why is your CEO making $25 million a year when your average employee makes $25, 30 grand? You know, you cut that CEO's salary in half, it certainly increases some, you know, monies for operating expenses but that's just not how many of them operate you know that's not what they're about so it's we as a society have to come to an understanding of what what do, what do we want life to be in this country what rights do we want to have what basic level of freedom do we want for everyone you know Understanding that, yes, there will still be businesses, there will still be the, the search for profit that doesn't have to be the all-encompassing motivation of our society. Get profit, and if you can't have any contribution to the, to the earning of profit, then you'll be discarded and, and left out, and, and possibly even homeless. That seems dumb, you know, and we need to find a better system. Profit motivation has its benefits it also has its drawbacks it, it's it's not purely noble to only be searching for profit it can get you a little narrow-minded especially when the entity earning a profit searching for profit is global all over the place thousands and thousands of employees and vast majority of them are, are paid dog shit you know to the point where they have to get federal assistance in order to survive in the area that they live. This is unacceptable. And how easy the job is, is irrelevant. It, it, it's all it's, it's all relative, what, what an easy job is. I've done all kinds of jobs. <clears throat> they had varying levels of easiness. But, you know, it's, it's a job. You know, who cares what some other person thinks it's easy? You know, people think it's easy to work at McDonald's. It's a job that with, doesn't require a whole lot of training. So what? <laughs> it requires you to show up on time and do your put in your hours, and it's a for-profit entity, a multi-billion-dollar entity. It could still be a highly profitable company, even if the person flipping your burgers was making 15 bucks an hour. 
which is not a good wage. It's still a low entry-level wage, but it's an entry-level wage. Yeah, it gives you a little bit more maneuverability there. And when people who are making 80, 90 grand a year get upset that the entry-level worker is going to be making 32 grand a year, it's like, really? Like, no, I, you know, I struggled when I was a kid. You know, when I was first getting out there, I had to bust my ass and I had to got nowhere. And that's how it should be. Nah, because we lose a lot of people <laughs> in that grind phase. We we lose a lot of folks. You know, there's a lot of people that are never able to reach their full potential because they're just grinding so hard just to just to stay afloat, and they they slip through the cracks. You know. You know, either getting into various things to try to numb the whatever, or just they grind so hard that the body just crashes before they even reach their full potential. You know, I... This is a very strange society, and I hope it improves. It's just, I just feel like there's a better way to get to the healthcare is the right, education is the right thing. And it's just purely messaging, because that's what it is. Universal healthcare means that there are hospitals that are paid for and well-staffed. That's what universal healthcare should be. We, as a society, collect enough funds to properly fund hospitals and the staff that are going to be working there. So. Health insurance, health insurance. Um, those are for-profit entities. If you want to continue to pay money to Blue Cross Blue Shield, that's your business. Um, that, that's an arrangement you have with them. What you get out of that in a society where healthcare is a right, and if you get sick, you can just go to a hospital and get healed and go on your way. What is the value of health insurance? Well, it's virtually worthless. But if you want to keep paying money to that company, I'm sure they'd be gleeful to uh, collect your two, $300 premium payment each month because they're not going to have to pay you back anything. They will love that. Um, so that would be a cool society, though, where, you know, Healthcare is, is available to people when they need it. And so if we have to build more hospitals, that might be what needs to happen. And so if the government needs to contract with various construction companies that will bid on the project and then it gets government oversight to build more hospitals, yeah. If we need to invest in more medical schools to make sure that we're appropriately training, you know, medical professionals to become healers of our people, then yeah, we need to do that. Uh, education should also be right, which means we are funding schools. Each school is its own particular thing, has its own admission standards and such, yeah. You know, has a certain enrollment that it's able to have. There's schools all over the country that are publicly funded. Universities, yeah. So they'll continue to get publicly funded, they'll continue to exist, and they'll continue to have the admission standards that they have. How much money you have, that part's irrelevant in a, in a society where... There's public education. So you're born poor, you work hard in school, but, you, you know, you're not quite able to get four O's, but, you, you, you know, you graduate and get decent grades, and you apply for college. Not accepted. So what do you do? You go to community college in your hometown. Yeah, because they'll, they'll accept you, and you can kind of work your way up to an appropriate level and get your GPA up, so then you can be accepted to a four-year because now you'll actually have college credit under your belt. I did that. And so, yeah, the community college would be available to the public as well. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, in order to earn a degree, you'd have to earn it. You'd have to go to school and pass your classes and do all that sort of thing. You have to do the work. Um, the education being available to you just means it's it's a tool that you can use. You know, you can go learn and, and get a degree, but you'll have to put in the work. You know, say you graduate, don't graduate college, drop out as a sophomore or something. Then later decide to get a GED. Then later, as a 22-year-old or something, kind of got your life back in order, you say, I'm going to go to community college. I'll, you know, I want, I want to go to college. Apply for university, but not accept because you only have a GED or something. So you, community college. Go for two years. There's no cost to you. There's no cost to the tuition or the books or any of that. No, you just got to get yourself to class and, you know, maybe try to figure out some sort of sp spending, walking around money while you're in school. Get some kind of job. And then, if you do well enough at community college, apply to the university, the publicly funded university. And if accepted, start going. You know, there's no tuition and there's no cost for the books that you need for your classes. The books that you need for your classes, you don't have to pay for those. If you want any other books, you can pay for those. Sure, there's a bookstore at every university. It sells all kinds of stuff. But the books you need for the classes that you are taking, so you'd bring in your schedule and show them your schedule, you know, the book, you know, the books needed for said class, they, they would be given to you because you need those for the class. So why would you have to buy out of pocket? That's kind of dumb. You know, you're taking the class. Maybe they can do something where, uh, I don't know, people like drop out and then, then they're liable for the book. Then they have to return it or something. But you take the class and you pass. Well, here you get to keep it. There you go. To me, it's a lot of like, why not, you know, why, why not just have hospitals and schools and available to the public, you know, and if your argument is, no, that's socialism, uh, no, it's not. Socialism is, is where everything is publicly funded, everything, and so everyone makes the same amount of money, and so when I say everything, I mean, that means gas stations, uh, you know, grocery stores, the cell phone place, it, every, everything, you know, the car dealership. Yeah, the car manufacturer. Yeah, everything, everything is publicly funded. Yeah, yeah, that, that, dumb. Yeah, dumb. And this again is how the Republican Party tricks people, because socialism is stupid, right? So the fear of socialism is good, except the, having healthcare is right and education is right, isn't socialism. You, you know, it, it's like an aspect. You know, it's a publicly funded thing. Socialism is everything is publicly funded. Everything. So it's, you know, if we had hospitals and schools, there would still be businesses. And businesses are capitalist elements. So we, we would still continue to be as we always have been for the entirety of our country. We would continue to be kind of a hybrid, you know, not purely capitalist nor socialist at all. And nor have we ever been. You can't be a democratic society and be purely capitalist um, because pure capitalism would basically just allow a system that we've kind of been inching towards recently where basically people with more money have greater freedom and power that, that they're able to use to even take away power from other people. Yeah, you know, um, but that's been kind of itching close to that over the last few years. 
Citizens United type stuff, you know. Basically these massive pools of money that are put into these entities. Those entities are viewed as like having rights almost or something. It's, it's a weird state. There's a lot of bending over backwards to preserve the way of life of the wealthy. And there's people in power that are, that is what they do, you know. Um, they many of them, they kind of try to pretend like they have other concerns. But a lot of times they just, they don't even really want to put in that, that much effort to pretend that they care about other stuff besides tax cuts for the wealthy and corporations. But, I don't know, I think we're getting... It's like it's close to the cusp of something. There, there's going to be, uh, I, I think it'll just be a deflating something. You know, the emperor wears no clothes moment. I'm not really sure what it is with Trump. I'm not sure, you know, what it would, what image or revelation about Trump that would be revealed in just the right way that it would just suddenly snap the MAGA crowd out of it. You know, wake them up. They would suddenly dispute there would be a certain angle to view Trump that, where they would suddenly just, oh, my God, like realize how stupid he is, you know, how bad he is, and that there's little to anything redeemable about the man. They were conned. They were manipulated. And they'll feel kind of sheepish and stupid about it. And that's, that's okay, you know. We all make mistakes in life. And I think there's going to be this kind of deflating moment for at some point among a lot of the folks in the maggot where they'll kind of realize that whoops you know but there'll also be a a certain defiance among many of them that kind of realizing that the walls are kind of closing in the the party's kind of winding down it, it you know the trump thing's gonna be over soon it, it just strengthens their resolve you know the more absurd the trump revelations come out the more they just lean into their appreciation of the man so hoping that when these midterms come up there's fewer republicans maybe more independents uh more pro certainly more progressives what you know what letter they'll have next to their name you know that doesn't really matter to me too much but you know the r's are currently you know the trump party and cutting tax through the wealthy corporations. There's not really any reason as a conservative in the year 2022 to run as a Republican. You, you can still believe whatever you want to believe about the role of government and stuff and be a member of a different organization. You know, there, there is the libertarian ticket, you know, so someone running as a Republican and still just holding on to that organization passionately today, not, not having un, any willingness to kind of like separate yourself from the madness means they're they're embracing it to a certain degree they're they're unwilling to you know think outside the box or something so i'm not voting for anyone with an r next to their name but i'm not automatically voting for a person with a d next to their name either you know what are they really about and for those r's it's about reading between the lines why do they have that r next to their name still so what are they about did do they understand that trump is a con man okay what, what is their trump verbiage is it anything you know is there any sort of critique of trump by the republican candidate if they're unwilling to critique trump in any negative way 
don't vote for that person, okay? Because they're they're placating to you, you know. They're, they're pretending to give a shit about you because you're a Trump supporter. And once you vote for them, they're going to cut taxes for the wealthy and corporations, and then cut funding to infrastructure, healthcare, and education. None of that's going to benefit you if you're just a regular working class person, regardless of what your political affiliation is or whatever. The wealthy getting more money just means that that they have more money. They can take greater control of the economy. They have more discretionary spending, and they use it to acquire bigger ownership stakes in big companies. That's what they do with it. No, it doesn't mean you working for a company as an hourly employee, you're going to get more money now. No. Wealthy in corporations getting a tax cuts means that the wealthy in corporations have more money. That's it. And that is the primary focus of the modern-day Republican Party, while also you know, aligning themselves with the famous con man known as Donald John Trump. Became famous in the 1970s for bankrupting, or for refusing to rent to minorities. He renovated an ice hockey rink in the early 80s and a hotel. These were two successes he had in the early 1980s. After that, it was a series of failures, broken marriages, saying racist and sexist stuff in public. He had a cameo in Home Alone 2. He frequented WWE events a lot. He partied with Jerry with uh, Epstein, the guy that uh, died in prison for child sex trafficking charges. Trump was a close associate of that guy, Jeffrey Epstein. And uh, also Roy Cohn was uh, Donald Trump's personal attorney. He was the attorney for the Gambizo, Genovese and Gambino crime family in New York. Uh, Long-standing criminal associations. Donald Trump uh, was sued thousands of times, or is it hundreds of times? I forget. Many, many times over the years. I mean, for a lot of times just for refusing to pay people that did work for him. He bankrupted six companies of his own, bankrupted other companies that made the unfortunate mistake of doing business with him. After Donald Trump's sixth bankruptcy in the late 1990s, he disappeared. U.S. banks stopped lending him money. But then the host of a game show called Survivor was going to make a new game show, business-themed. Donald Trump was a bankrupt has-been at the time and had nothing going on, so he was all too eager to get back on TV. The producer of the show made Donald Trump the host, and Donald Trump became the host of a game show. He had no political experience or anything like that. He had no rebirth prior to the show or anything like that. No, no, he was just a game show host from the early 2000s and then however many seasons that stupid show was on the air. It was called The Apprentice. And Donald Trump was the host. It was a written, scripted show. It was not reality TV. Donald Trump was not a successful businessman. He had nothing going on at the time of the show. His rebirth was that he got to be the host of a game show. Several seasons in, he started saying racist stuff about Barack Obama, claiming he wasn't born in America, even though Barack Obama was born in Hawaii, which is indeed a U.S. state. Where Barack Obama's father was born was Kenya, but his white mother was born in, uh, I think, Kansas. Um, I should should check that, because I've, I've been saying Kansas every time, but then I can't remember if that actually is where she was. But anyway, you know, Barack Obama's mom was a white lady. Um, uh, it was, And his ancestry in America goes back hundreds of years uh, and he was, and he himself was born in Hawaii so anyway that whole thing allowed increased Donald Trump's political viability had run for president since the early 1990s reformed Democrat Republican never was taken seriously because he's a con man and an idiot and, and famously so but millions of people didn't know that they thought the apprentice was reality TV they thought the opening montage was 
you know, his personal jet airliner and all that kind of stuff. And they thought he was a successful businessman, but he wasn't. Uh, but because he started saying racist stuff, and he was the host of a hit game show at the time, the news covered it as news, even though it shouldn't have been. And the um, Republican Party ended up nominating the guy a few years later after he started saying racist stuff about Barack Obama. Um, he kind of, Donald Trump, I believe, saw his marks with the Tea Party movement, the people that were going to certainly be susceptible to complete nonsense and would believe anything you told them and would certainly be gleeful in voting Republicans who then cut taxes for wealthy corporations and then cut funding to the very programs that those people rely on. If ever there was a group of people that were going to be the marks for Donald Trump's next con, it certainly was the Tea Partiers. Bless their heart. I don't wish them any will will. I just wish they'd stop believing the nonsense the Republican Party feeds them and, and tells them on Fox News day in, day out. But, you know, nonetheless, the Republican Party did indeed nominate Donald John Trump. He was the finalist of three. The other two were Marco Rubio and Ted Cruz. Yeah, they're, they're not too great either, but yeah. And then uh, Donald Trump went on to be probably, arguably, the worst president in the country's history, impeached twice, just an embarrassment of a man. Uh, but the Republican Party still to this day is passionately for the man and can't find anyone else among their ranks to, uh, you know, throw out there as a viable candidate in 2024. They're all in on Trump. He's currently in a criminal indictment for insurance fraud and tax fraud and various other shenanigans that he's been engaged in over the last few years, both as an individual and as a head of a corporation. So uh, he has things that he needs to deal with. There should be some way to disqualify him from the presidency, and the Republican Party should find or should be able to find at least one other person among their ranks who's qualified for the job. Unfortunately, they believe that he is it. He's all they got. That's It seems to be what their position is. So hopefully new options reveal themselves and we get out of the Trump funk and uh, he kind of disappears from relevance sooner than later. And the MAGA folk just wake up and, and take a big breath and start making smarter choices. That'd be awesome. One can be so hopeful. So stay safe out there. Keep your head up. Make sure you register to vote, and when you vote, do not vote Republican. If you're a conservative, you identify as conservative, vote Libertarian. It's a certainly viable option. What am I going to vote? Progressives. So... A lot of them will probably have a D next to their name, but some of them might have an I for an independent. So, that's and but uh, some of them might even have a, I guess a G for Green Party possibly. I'm not sure. So, that's where I'm going to be going. But again, if you're conservative, just don't vote Republican. There are other conservative organizations, and the modern day Republican Party is no longer conservative. They're uh, radical, extreme, divisive and anti-democratic so don't vote for that because then you can you vote for that you can end up losing your very right to vote that would be dumb so don't do that make sure you're vaccinated so you don't die from corona and airborne illness that's already killed 800,000 people in this country Oy. stay safe out there god bless this is gary thinking out loud